Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. It is Monday, January 31st, and we are here to break down another slate. We are off the back of probably our best week of the year. Uh, Two losses, I think 10, 9 or 10 wins. Um, Obviously ideal, obviously not sustainable. Uh, but we're going to do our best to absolutely keep it rolling, keep uh, keep playing what we love. And I, I do feel, again, there's times throughout the year as a capper where you feel a little bit more connected to what's going on. And I, I feel like that's me right now. Um, I, I, I feel like, you know, 70% of the teams I have a good read on now. And so it's just getting, uh, it's just a matter of getting two teams that I have a good read on uh, where I feel the line is just a little bit off. Um, but yesterday we'll recap. Uh, just a prop day, stayed off some spreads. I did like some spreads that actually ended up hitting, but I, I had some spreads that I liked that, that didn't end up hitting as well. So I, I was fine with staying off the spreads. Uh, Cash Keldon Johnson over 24.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Didn't start off well at all. Uh, I was getting frustrated because the Spurs came into that game hooping, but it was everyone but him. It was Trey Jones. It was Devin Vassell. It was Doug McDermott. It was Lonnie Walker, and Kelvin was just chilling. Um, but he got he got things going and ended up finishing with 16, 8, and 4, so easily got there. J- JC, on the other hand, uh, had the minutes, played 33 minutes, had the shots. I think he took 13 or 14 shots, just shot it really poorly. I think he shot 5 of 13, 5 of 14. Um, day off, some variant, you know, had a bad game the game before, still no Donovan. Uh, really liked him to get there. He fell short, had 17, uh, but again, makes one of those – nine or so shots that he misses um and we're there but but that's how it goes with player props you know the risk going in um and and ultimately we can do worse than a one-on-one day so um you know if your bad days are break-even days you'll take it um and just keep keep moving forward so we got another pretty big slate today um i'll tell you right now nothing that's super standing out to me but we'll talk our way through it and uh, hopefully at the end of this uh, pod, we'll, we'll have a couple things we like. So let's start with the first game of the day, the Cavaliers and the Pelicans. This opened up at 10, Cavs minus 10. Um, and then I woke up at 7.5 without any significant locked-in news that's come up. Um, so I think I, th- I think what that means is probably Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas are going to play today, in which case it makes sense why it came down. Um and I think you very much can make the argument JV and Brandon Ingram are worth two and a half points. So um, down from 10 to seven and a half. With that being said, uh, I do like the Cavs. <clears throat> the Pelicans aren't necessarily a team I like to bet against because I think they're, one, pretty under undervalued by the books. Um, and, and they're just really scrappy. So, you know, usually when you're betting against them, it's them as dogs. Um and I've seen plenty of times where, as a dog, the Pelicans have come in and outperformed where they should be. Now, there are plenty of times where they don't. Um, but now, in this scenario, you know, you're getting them off of three straight losses. Um, 10 points, 11 points, and 10 points. Very similar in all three against, you know, three teams that they're not as good at. But grinded without, you know, their two best players in JV and Brandon Ingram. Now you get them back. They should be more fired up. Um, I get all that, but on the other hand, you get one of the better teams against the spread this year. Cavs top five uh, against the spread, won three straight games, then take an L at Detroit. Um, you know, back to back gives you a night to um, 
just kind of sit on that and, and get right back out there and, and rectify where you went wrong. They were winning for a large portion of that game. Um, so I think the Cavs come up here today just pretty fired up. Um, seven and a half is, is a decent amount, but if I'm betting here, I'm going to take the, the much better team off of a loss uh, to control this game. Again, at seven and a half, you definitely need them to control this game and win it pretty handily. Uh, but I think the Cavaliers are more than capable of doing that today. I think you see a win. That, that's the thing. I think you see a win anywhere from 7 to 10 points. Um, so I'd like 7 a lot more. I think that ultimately could be the difference today. And if you're you know, talking about that, then maybe there's not enough of an edge uh, to play this. Uh, but I think you make this 8, honestly. I think you make this around 8, um, maybe 8.5. I just think the Cavs are... are I don't know if the word is significant, but they're better than this Pelicans team. They're at home and they're off a loss. So that's generally a, a spot I like to target um, and one I'll be taking a look at today. Um, but when you get Brandon Ingram and JV in, maybe you get this down to seven, six and a half. Because um, I think I think the books have the Pelicans and Knicks similarly rated and the Knicks close as five and a half point dogs. Um, again, that was without Jared Allen. So who knows? But um, all that to say. I like the Cavs today. Um, next game, Sixers and Grizzlies. Uh, it's a bummer because I almost locked Grizzlies plus three and a half before I went to bed last night. Um, then before I even woke up, Joel and Bead news broke. Um, and again, guys, that's where you have to be using underdog fantasy. I wasn't awake, so I couldn't benefit from it. But if you get, if you're on underdog fantasy, this is the literal perfect spot of, of when you use it. You get that news. And you hit the Grizzlies plus three and a half. And now you're sitting here with a six and a half point difference in, in value. Um, obviously, I couldn't get it. And so, you know, for me now, it's important to just talk about where it is now. Um, <clears throat> Grizzlies are a really hard fade, right? Like they, they just are. They're a really good team. Doesn't matter who they face. They come out. They take care of business for the most part. Generally, when they lose, it's against a really good team. I, I really don't. I can't think of a time off my head where the Grizzlies lost to a team that they should have beat. So um, with all that being said, uh, I, I do think there is something to the, I, I do think teams in general without their star players are undervalued. Um, I think that, you know, I know Joel Embiid is, is a absolutely huge part of what the Sixers team does. Uh, but I also think this is an opportunity and you see it a lot when a star player goes down this is an opportunity for the rest of the, the supporting cast to kind of showcase their value, showcase their worth. And I think these games are important for a team's morale and psyche. So when a star goes down, hey, they said they all step up and say, hey, we got his back. Uh, we're not we're not too bad either. Um, and so it's really tough. But I just think from that alone, I mean, you look at the Spurs last night. It was a little different because, you know, it was like, all right, DeJounte, Derek White, Jakob Pertle. Um, and in this case, it's just Joel. But I know this Philly team can fight even without uh, even without Joel. <sighs> ideally, we get like four and a half. Uh, which, yeah, I'm, I'm saying ideally we get a one point better line, which is, is tough. But... <sighs> I don't know. I just have this sneaky feeling the Sixers are going to hang in here today and showcase that, hey, we can still do good things without Joel Embiid. And I think the Grizzlies probably still win this, but I think this one really goes down to the wire. 
Um, so I, I think what I'll do is wait. I think I think the Grizzlies are going to continue to just get a ton of money pounded on them, um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if this gets to four, four and a half. In which case, I think the Sixers are are definitely worth a look today. All right, next game. This was a sneaky lean. Uh, I went to bed, and this was Pacers minus two, um, and I like it. I, I honestly like it. Now, the Clippers are a, a little bit of a scary fade right now. Um, you know, besides Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard, they are pretty healthy. I think Batum's going to be a, a game-time decision slash maybe doubtful today. Uh, but outside of that, everyone should be back. Reggie Jackson, Amir Coffey, Marcus Morris, Kennard, Zubach. Man, all those guys should be ready to go. And the Clippers are a scary fade right now because, really, it's one of those teams where, you know, whoever they match up against, they just seem to hang around. And you see it yesterday. Everyone liked the spot for the Hornets. Hornets, you know, matinee. Um, and the Clippers go ahead and, and beat them on the road. And you go look back at the Clippers. Beat the Hornets. Lost by seven to the Heat. But, you know, we're, we're there. Um beat the Magic, beat the Wizards, lost to the Knicks, beat Philly and Philly. Um, they've just showcased plenty of, of ability to, to beat these teams. Um, but here's why I like the Pacers. One, I, I don't know. I know Brogdon and, and uh, Turner have gone down, but I just get this like vibe around this team that right now, d- despite a lot of guys being down, they're competing really, really hard. Um, and I know that hasn't really resulted in wins for them lately. You go look, they've lost four out of their last five uh, against Phoenix, New Orleans, Charlotte, and Dallas. One win was against OKC in overtime, albeit. Um, but I, I just think they're competing. You look two two wins before that in Golden State and in L.A. Um, they're really just running through things through Sabonis and Karis LeVert right now. So the usage is like, in terms of, you know, the mindset of all these players, Sabonis and Karras know every night, hey, we're carrying a big load. And then the role players, Dwayne Washington, Torrey Craig, Goga, Isaiah, um, Justin Holiday, all those guys are just filling in with, with clear minds, knowing and understanding that, hey, I have a role every every single night right now. So on top of that, you get a little bit of revenge. Um, Pacers lost a close one to the Clippers in L.A. where they actually were, um, you know, Losing for a large stretch of that, you you have some built-in revenge there. Um, you have some time off. The Clippers are in the in the stretch of a brutal, brutal road trip. I I just think the Pacers make a, a lot of sense here today. I think they check a lot of boxes. Um, and for me, you you're going and looking. Clippers are getting the majority of the money as well. Um, I I just think that today makes a lot of sense for the Pacers. You're still going to have Karis Levert. Chris Duarte, Justin Holiday, Torrey Craig, Demonis Sabonis, off of a loss at home against a team that they just lost to. It's the Pacers. They can let us down. I feel like the Pacers have let me down almost more than any other team. Um, but I, I just think I think this is a good spot for them today, and I, I do honestly think they get it done. So um, you know it's a little weird. Uh, I know this is probably not – a game that many people are going to be drawn to today, but I think the Pacers at minus two, minus two and a half, make a lot of sense. Um, it's two and a half right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets down to two, but you're seeing it, right? Like at two, most of the money on the Clippers, slight move to the to the Pacers. I think some sharps are are uh, thinking just about what we are as well. Uh, Pacers make a lot of sense. Revenge game, not that big of a difference between the Clippers. Long road trip for the Clippers. Uh, awful loss for the Pacers. Back at home. Just think it makes a lot of sense here today to go with Indiana.
Um, next game, the Knicks and the Kings. Uh, really tough one to cap here today. Thought about this one a lot. Um, you still don't know what's going on with De'Aaron. He, he was a late scratch four games ago. Apparently twisted his ankle in warm-ups. Has been repeatedly been said that it is a minor issue. If this were the playoffs, he'd be going. But he hasn't played in 10 days. And that just, it doesn't sound like, that's a minor thing, um, unless again that they're they're, they're holding out, holding him out uh, during this trade deadline to make sure he doesn't get hurt, and they're seriously considering some deals. Um, but it's just weird timing that right before the deadline, a minor ankle issue um, is holding Darren out for this much. So I, I couldn't tell you. It's weird because you know it'd be one thing if he was just being ruled out, um, but it's like literally thirty minutes before lock every time he's like, it's that would suggest it's it's a close thing. It's not something that is being decided in, even in the morning. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays, but until you really know what's going on with him, it's it's hard to bet this one. Um, these are two teams that are pretty pretty underperforming right now. Knicks are in the, the midst of a really tough stretch for them. Um, go look back, lost to the Bucks, lost to the Heat, lost to the Cavs. They've lost six out of the last seven. Um, so I, I do think today makes sense as a good spot for them. Uh, on the other side, the Kings, you know, they're similarly, they've lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven out of their last 13. They've lost six in a row. Uh, they competed really hard against Philly, came up short, but, um, I just don't think, I, I don't think this is a night where the Knicks take them lightly at all. And I think the spread is, is right online with, uh, with the Knicks off a loss. I just think they're a tiny bit better than the Kings. Um, you're getting them at home. Uh, on top of this, we don't know if De'Aaron's going to suit up. If if we got De'Aaron suiting up in the Kings plus six and a half, that'd be one thing, but we don't know that. So uh, one of the bigger stay away games for me. Uh, next game, Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Jimmy Butler is a is questionable. Kyle Lowry's out. Markeith, KZ, your seven, Oladipo, all out. Um, Again, another game that, you know, it, it's really just tough to know. Uh, this opened up at three last night. It's out to four. I think that suggests that Jimmy Butler's out. So if you're getting Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry out, I think minus four makes sense for the Celtics. Um, Bam and Tyler here are, are two definitely very impactful players. Um, but when you're down Kyle Lowry and, and Jimmy Butler, it just it mixes it up a little bit. I will say, though, again, Teams missing their star players generally get undervalued. The Heat are off a loss. Celtics are off a win. So if this creeps up in the four and a half, five range, I definitely would consider the Heat here today. It's just really tough. And, and again, until we know what's going on with Jimmy Butler, um, don't feel like we really need to put our money on, on this game. So uh, wait till the most impactful piece in this game is decided and then go from there. Yeah, the, uh, Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. Warriors getting 10 uh, at home against the Houston Rockets. Interesting. Uh, all the money been on the Warriors, too. I know they've been turning up lately, but for me, like, I'm maybe it's the Warriors skeptic, skepticism in me, but like, I still don't feel like they've fully, I don't feel like their, their struggles are so far out of sight yet that they can't somewhat revert back to them. Um, I know if you look, they've won five straight, beat Houston by two, beat Utah by two. Then they blew out the Mavs, 
control the game against the, the Wolves and then beat Brooklyn at home by four. Um, but I just, again, just based off that five games, I can't say that they've just turned this corner. And uh, I really still think that no Draymond Green, again, they're getting better at playing without Draymond Green. But I think that the defensive side of things definitely does take a hit. Now, I know there's no KPJ here today and he's been playing a lot better, but I don't know. I, I just feel like this is a trappy spot. I, I do feel like that because everyone's on the Warriors. They're getting 10. The Rockets have lost uh, three straight, one to the Warriors, one to the Spurs, one to the Blazers. But you look, they've just had a lot of time off. Um, you know, they played two games last week. They're they're sitting on two games rest here. It, there's some built-in revenge here with the Warriors. I, I just think they come pretty focused here today. And could the Warriors win this by 10 plus? For sure. They they definitely could. But I don't know that I want to put my money on that again. If if you've got a double digit spread, I want to bet on you if you're off of a loss, if you're in a really good motivation spot, if it's a really bad rest spot for for someone. And that's just not the case. Um Really, you have none of those situations here. You have the Rockets actually off a ton of rest, off of three straight losses, and you have the Warriors off of five straight wins. So, look, I get why it's at 10. Warriors are definitely a much better team, but um, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Rockets make a push today um, and keep this in single digits. Uh, ultimately, I'm just off of it. Okay. Trailblazers, Oklahoma City Thunder. Blazers catching, or Thunder catching four. Shea is going to be shut down till the All-Star break. And again, I talked about it. We like, um, we actually like to sneakily target dogs who are without their best player catching a lot of points. But today it's only four at home. Um, and we go look at it. You know, yesterday I thought that line was slightly off and just thought, hey, maybe the books know something I don't. Um and, but the Bulls cashed easily. So now you're getting the Blazers off of, I believe, a couple losses, right, which is ideal. You get them off a loss against the Bulls. They actually beat the Rockets in Houston, but before that, lost to the Mavs and the Timberwolves at home. Um, and I think this set, sets up similar to when they played the Magic on the road uh, January 17th. Came in as a two-point favorite, ended up winning by 10 um, and I honestly think this Magic team is better than the Thunder. You look at the Thunder, without Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the offense is just, it just tanks. It just tanks. 95, um, 95, or sorry, 97 offensive rating per 100 possessions with the Thunder uh, without Shea Gilgis-Alexander and a 106 offensive rating per 100 possessions with him. So that is a, a nine-point difference. Clearly, that's a lot. I just think the Thunder, despite the Blazers not having an amazing defense, are going to struggle to score today. Um, now, the only thing is it is a back-to-back -back for the Blazers, so I wouldn't be surprised if closer to lock we get like a CJ going to rest thing. But I, I honestly, I think he'll be fine. And, and you have Simons, you have McCollum, you have Powell, you have Covington, you have Nurkic. I think that the Blazers, uh, I'm leaning this way at least, um, can win this can win this one on the road tonight uh, by five to seven points. Um, you know, ideally we'd get three, and I think it was three, but all the money's come in on the Blazers here today. I don't know. I, I just think this Thunder team is going to play hard. You know, you know, don't get me wrong. They are going to play hard today, no matter who's on the court. 
But without Shea Gilgis Alexander, the offense is just capped. That's a guy who, a hundred percent, I think you could argue is one of the more impactful offensive players for his team. Um, and you're going to be down without him today. So I, I like the Blazers at a short number on the road, off of a loss, off of three out of four losses. Uh, I know schedule-wise, it's a little tough for them, but I just. Without Shea Gilgis Alexander, it's just not a great team. And this Blazers team, I feel like we can target because I know they've lost three or four, but uh, again, most of those against good teams. Um, really, all of those Bulls, Mavs, and uh, T Wolves. And I, I don't think that knocks them down in my eyes, you know? Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and grab the Blazers today, um, most likely. All right, last game. Raptors Hawks, Raptors catching two here today. Um, and I, I, I guess first glance, it seems short for the Hawks. Hawks have won seven in a row. Um, but you look at it, and it's a back-to-back for the Hawks. And even though the Hawks have won seven in a row, there's been uh, a couple moments in these last couple games, whether it was against the Lakers, whether it was against the Celtics, where they've uh, they've had their, their struggles, for sure. Um Trey Young was questionable last game and suited up. Now it's a back-to-back, so wouldn't be shocked if you see some some Atlanta rest news. Um, yep, there it is, shoulder questionable. Monday. Literally, as soon as I said that, comes out, shoulder questionable. So I think that's why you're seeing it at two. Um, you're getting some some guys that might be questionable for the Hawks. Um, you're getting in on a back-to-back. And honestly, I know the, I, I know the Hawks have won seven in a, in a row, but I don't think the Raptors – I think you make the, uh, the argument the Raptors are just as good as the Hawks. And, and they've taken some L's here and there. But you look, the L's are at Chicago. Um, that Portland one was bad. But other than that, Miami, Dallas, Phoenix, Dwayne Casey, like they all make sense. Um, so for me, you you saw this Raptors team's capable of, of doing really dirty things at, on the road, beat Miami in triple overtime last game. That is another thing, though. Those guys played an insane amount of minutes. So I, I don't think if, if Trey is all good to go, I'd still lean the Hawks here. It's a, it's a short number. It's at home, seven in a row. I definitely lean the Hawks. But Raptors are not a team I like to fade. If I'm fading the Raptors, I like to have a dog. I don't like to have a favorite. The Raptors are just a team that any given night, based on their coaching um, and Fred Van Vliet and Pascal they, and OG, they can be in any game that they play. So. Uh, I'm gonna hold off, especially right now. You're gonna get, you're probably gonna get some line movement with Trey coming out as questionable. But um, that's where I'm at on the spreads, guys. It, it's really not an easy day. Um, I got a slight lean Cavs. I got a slight lean Sixers. I got a slight, I got a stronger lean Pacers, um, and then I got a s- some medium lean Blazers. So I think to me on the spread side side of things, Blazers and Pacers uh, make the most sense for me. Um, and then, and then we can go into props. Um, we'll, I think, first off, we'll explore the Thunder side because no Shea is definitely going to lead to some usage for some other guys. Uh, we just got to see if it's factored in. So, uh, no Shea generally means you know more Dort and Josh Giddy Dort's points props at eighteen and a half. Um, and honestly, what a big thing for this is, is, uh, assists for Mr. Joshua Giddy. Um, his points, rebounds and assists today is at 31 and a half. That's really high, but I do like that. I do like that. I just, without Shea, he soaks a lot of that ball handling up. 
it doesn't even have to be scoring per se. It's just like um, just usage, you know. You saw last game, Shea only played 17 minutes because he left. 39 minutes for Giddy, 15, 10, and 5, uh, which is, like again, I think something you could see today, 15, 10, and 5. Uh, but that still wouldn't get it there. So they have priced that in for sure at 31 and a half. Uh, I mean, shit, he could triple double, go 10, 10, and 10, and not and not cash that. So uh, I think they're pretty they're pretty onto it there. Lou Dort, though, I will say, over 25 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I know he shot it really well last game, and he's not going to always shoot it that well. Um, but I mean, the man should play 35 minutes at a minimum, get a ton of shots, um, and then he just has to kind of mix in on the boards be somewhat relevant on the boards and, and pitch in a couple assists. Um, if you just wanted to go points, I wouldn't blame you, but 18 and a half is pretty high. He is capable of scoring the rock though. He's capable of scoring the rock, but overall it does look like they have, uh, they have um, adjusted these, these props pretty well for them. Uh, we'll go out to Houston. I always like taking a look at Kevon Looney over rebounds. Uh, I did like him to bounce back uh, in the rebounds against the Nets. I believe he did. Uh, today should be at eight and a, oh, today's at ten and a half <laughs> minus plus one of four. So yeah, I did like him to get you know nine to ten rebounds, but they have again um, priced it correctly. We'll go to Miami. Uh, look at some Tyler Hero, Gabe Vincent, and maybe Bam props. Uh, Bam 29 and a half. I like that a lot. Gabe Vincent. For, funny enough, they don't have Tyler Hero props, but uh, Gabe Vincent over 19 and a half. They've moved that up. That was 17 and a half last game. Over under on his points, 12 and a half. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, Knicks and Kings. I don't really see anything. Um, again, they're not going to have any Kings props ups until we know what's going on with Halley. Um, let's look at the Pacers and the Clippers. Sabonis is just eating. Everything is running through that man right now. But the points, rebounds, and assists is at 40 and a half. That clearly is uh, not good enough. Duarte, over 19 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. That might actually be something to look at. Um, you know, he hasn't played super well lately. You get 12, 3, and 2 from him last game. But that was in 22 minutes because they blew him out, right? That's 17. In 22 minutes, I think you're going to see closer to 30 minutes today. You should see closer to 30 minutes today. Still, 19 and a half is tough. Uh, Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert is actually someone I'd look at. Um, let's see. That Dallas game. In the Dallas game, 14, 1 and 4, 27 minutes. It, it's really hard to take that Dallas game as uh, as much because they got blown out, right? Even Sabo, 28 minutes. But uh Sabonis man 40 39 and a half it's really high but like he's just doing a lot 40 and a half though you can go 18 10 and 10 you're still not cashing you can go 20 10 and 10 and then barely cashes so yeah these guys just have have these numbers right let's go out to Philly no no Joel and B this is where Sarge comes in handy he'd give me the exact usages of these different teams but um we got Tobias Harris that's priced about just where it should be. Uh, Andre Drummond today, 24 and a half. That might be worth a look. 12 rebounds. Points. 11. So he's basically, his points are at 10 and a half. 
and 11 and a half rebounds, which 22, 25. Yeah, I, I, guys, I, I don't hate Andre Drummond today. I think that's just lower than it should be. Andre Drummond, uh, Joel Embiid hasn't missed in a really long time. A really long time. And props to Joel for that. But that means Andre Drummond. And uh, let me see if I can find the last time Andre Drummond's last game without Joel Embiid. But, I mean, the dude eats. The dude is not an amazing, impactful player. But in terms of just, like, production... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So, yeah, there was a stretch without Joel. Here you go. I mean, he had a stretch without Joel. He had. 11 points, 16 boards, 17 points, 20 boards, 14 points, 25 boards. I don't know. The the boards just seem like an absolute lock today. I mean, you, you go back. Andre Drummond last game, Joel Embiid starting. Andre Drummond in 13 minutes grabbed eight rebounds. The game before in 13 minutes grabbed 20 or 10 rebounds. Like the guy's just a rebounding machine. I don't really understand why why his rebounds is so low let me pull up yeah rebounds over 11 and a half minus 103 that just seems extremely low so i think instead of spreads today i'm gonna go i, I think we found our gold mine i think we go andre drummond today uh two separate plays rebounds and then points and rebounds um doesn't really have to score a lot i mean shit points and rebounds is is at 24 and a half that motherfucker could go get 20 boards by himself tonight. I'm not even joking. So I like that. Um, other than that, the po- I think the props are, are where they should be tonight. There's some guys that I like, but uh, as a result, they have them up where they are. So give me Andre Drummond, and then we'll take a look at the Pacers today, um, and then we'll take a look at the Blazers today. I think those are the best looks. Uh, so anywhere from three to four plays, um, and we should be good to go. Should be good to go to start this week. I hope you guys enjoyed again. It's not as fun without Sar, not as fun solo, but it's our new reality. We're just going to have to get adjusted. Um, good luck with whatever you guys play today. Thank you for tuning in. Again, Andre Drummond props. I'm, I'm surprised they're as low as they are. They're setting basically his points and rebounds line at 11 and a half, 10 and a half and 11 and a half. And I just, I just think, you know, I they're going to need him. Stevie Adams, Jaron Jackson, I, I just think. As long as Philly hangs tough in this game, there's very little way that, that Andre Drummond doesn't get there. So um, might might go a single unit on the rebounds, might go a single unit on the points, rebounds, and assists combined. Um, and then from there, we'll find our spread bets. But thank you, guys. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your Monday. Let's get off to a great start this week, and uh, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Peace.